are tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Sponsored in part by IDE Computers. Now your hosts, Sam Dunham, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, and Josh Harrison. Welcome to the Nerd Overload, the show about pop and geek culture that could be considered unconventional. I'm Josh Harrison. I'm Sam Dunham. I'm Samantha Cross. And I'm Cody Pinnock. All right, so first we're going to bring up, uh, like we do every time, things we've been checking out this week. Cody? I have been checking out at Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate for the 3DS, and that's all I've been checking out <laughs> constantly. All right, all right. Anytime I'm not working this week, I've spent playing Monster Hunter. Right on. So that good, huh? Yeah, oh yeah. I like it a lot. But it's uh, not for, I, don't, I would say it's not for everybody because it's super deep kind of an action RPG thing about hunting monsters, obviously. It's mm. the title of the game. I had no idea. Never would have guessed. <laughs> but it's it's not as action-packed as you would think. There's a lot of preparation that goes into fighting monsters. You have to make sure you have all the items and, that you need, and there's a lot of gathering stuff to make stuff to make sure you're ready to fight the monsters. Yeah. It's, really, it's really involved, but... I really like it. I don't, it scratches some itch I didn't know I had. Yeah, see, I uh, I had the demo for it, and I'll be honest, I couldn't get into it. <laughs> so I so I, I, I get where you're saying it's not for everyone, but uh, no, that's cool. That's cool. So how many monsters have you have you hunted? S- several at this point. Um, nice. I found I like the my favorite weapon is the long sword, which is, is kind of very very calculated where you where you want to hit at any given time because your attacks are a little slow that has got cool combos but there's all the weapons are so different it's like 13 different games wow more or less wow like the the one of the new ones is the insect glaive and it actually has a move that lets you pole vault up to mount on top of the monsters so you can stab them from on top <laughs> so kind of like a like a shadow of the colossus kind of thing yeah a little bit but it i like it a lot I'll probably write a review of it at some point. Yeah, yeah. I got to play it a little bit, but I only got to kill the herbivore. Oh yeah, the the herbivore dinosaur I that felt just really, really bad. Yeah, just kind of stands there while you hit it with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, well, I don't want you to do it, but I'm not gonna stop you. Yeah. <laughs> like the Eeyore of monsters. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I felt but I mean, you get you have to use every part of the monsters that you slay to build new equipment and new armor and stuff. Well, at least you're not wasting it. Yeah, and this one actually has kind of a plot going on. All the other Monster Hunter games, the plot is that you want to get new armor. Oh, okay. <laughs> this one, you you go around with a caravan of of other characters who are trying to find out what this mystical item that the one guy has is. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, I have been playing Majora's Mask, the remake that they just did. Zelda. Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't know what else to say about it. I like it. Is it that much different than the original? I've never. That's the thing. I've never played the original. Was that on the uh, GameCube? Sixty-four. Sixty-four. Yeah, it was definitely second. It was the second never, Legend of Zelda on sixty-four. Yeah, I did not have either of those systems, so this is my first time experiencing it. Oh man, I'm kind of envious of that <laughs> because Majora's Mask is probably my favorite uh, Zelda game. And it's really one of my like favorites, it. but it really it gave me a lot of uh, anxiety. That's so yeah. different yeah. from all the others. How, it is. How does the the time limit make you feel compared to other Zelda games you've played? Does it change your view on it any? Or what do you mean? The time, the time limit. limit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you have to, like, think, okay, I have to get through this and do this and this now. and Yeah, so you have to you have to plan out your moves yeah. more than you would normally. Mm-hmm. You can always go remain. back and, you know, restart everything, but then you have to redo everything. Yeah, and you lose all your rupees and stuff. Not unless you go to the bank. Well, yeah, you can put them in the bank. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not no chump. <laughs> She's smart with her rupees. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a good head on her shoulders. Oh, I don't, like I said, it's really good. I really like it. I don't know. I guess that's cool. why they were yeah. making it. About, it's good. Uh, about <laughs> how far are you into it, I guess? I'm in the second dungeon. Oh, okay, cool. Very cool. So yeah, you had the, last I checked, you had the Goron transformation. I just which got is the a... fire arrows. Oh, right on. Okay, I know 
actually like right where you're at. That's awesome. <laughs> well, very cool. Very, very cool. I, I always liked how it was darker than the other Zeldas yeah. and, mm-hmm. and in a mature way, not in a... Everything is dark. Yeah, Twilight yeah. Princess. Everything is dark because that's what people want. Way. Yeah, yeah. I really like Twilight Princess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I liked it too, but it's not one of my favorites. Yeah. I always thought it was kind of neat how they took the uh, the uh, assets from uh, Ocarina of Time and mm-hmm. repurposed them into the, because like ninety percent of the characters in Majora's Mask are like um, they were just uh, filler for Ocarina of Time. They were just background, you know. Yeah. Oh, like the, like the mask vendor. And, yeah, well, and like that. the mask vendor and like the uh, well, the 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 main subquest, the uh, the love story between the little kid, blue haired kid, and the and the the woman. Oh I can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't yeah. remember their names because it's been like ten years since yeah, I played the game. They're weird. I can't remember. Them yeah, off the top but of my head. but they were just filler. They were yeah, just, just like window dressing in the town. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was part of a concentrated effort by Nintendo to make a new Zelda game by repurposing old Zelda things right? and really? doing it in a faster amount of time because it only took them a year to make it. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I always, like, kind of freak out, like, the the the, the Scopula house. Oh, with the... Oh, Skulltola? The... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I knew you were talking about. Yeah, with the, with the like the people that were like turned into the spiders. And yeah, their d- their designs are real gross. Oh, I know, and it's like yeah. creepy. Oh, it yeah. still bothers me to this day. And yeah. The sixty four has terrible graphics. Yeah. <laughs> I I like for some reason how whenever you transform with a mask, it sounds horrible. Oh, I know. It's painful. It's so dark. It's like Jim Carrey's The Mask, but like <laughs> evil every <laughs> single time. Yeah. Oh, God. Luckily, they let you skip it, yeah. so you don't have to hear his bone-crunching transformation <laughs> every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and it's, I, so, it's so melancholy, too. Everything's kind of sad. Well, because yeah. the world's going to end in three yeah. days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually been thinking about going through and going back to the beginning and replaying all the Zelda. Oh, man. Do it and write it's, an article about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's 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 like one of my uh, my long term projects right oh, now. Right on, yeah. right on. That's what I was doing with Final Fantasy, but I got I've been stuck on three for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as what I've been checking out is, aside from the fact that I got the Star Wars Humble Bundle, and I got all of the games, <laughs> <laughs> and oh my god, there's so many. I've been kind of playing those, picking and like kind of picking and like, oh yeah, I remember this. Oh nostalgia. But uh, a lot of times on Steam, I will, uh, I always peruse the free-to-play games, and it's, I always, I always give them a shot if they're good or bad or not. Mm-hmm. They had one on there called uh, Heroes and Generals. It's a first-person shooter slash kind of MMO-ish kind of game uh, set in World War II in the European theater, and you can either play as the 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 Allies or the Axis. Mm. It's it's not bad. Um, it's got a slow. It's got you know a, a premium currency thing. If you want, if you're into that for boosting what, and whatnot. What do they call it? I'm just curious. It's just gold. Gold. Oh. It's mm. just gold. Nazi gold. Nazi gold. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, the more you use a weapon, you get better in it, and you can unlock uh, attachments you can buy for it to augment the weapon, uh, range, damage, things like that. There are different classes, but you have to gain experience by playing the other classes there's like a tree and eventually the end of the tree is the general and the general commands the whole army they don't even play in the match but they can issue orders oh that's really cool yeah that is cool and uh there's a war mode and it's an eight day thing it's the war and the generals will um while the matches are going on there are uh what they call um i think they call them fire teams or something like that and they're like your squads and stuff, and you can issue orders to the squads. Like the squad go, you're an armored squad, so you go this way. You're an infantry squad, you go here to this point. I mm. mean, it's really kind of in depth. Yeah. I mean, graphically, wow. the game's kind of, eh. and you know, the sounds kind of like the guns don't sound really like real guns. But I've actually been having a lot of fun playing it. Yeah, that sounds cool. The oh, the general cool. kind of gets to play an RTS while everybody else is playing an FPS. Yeah, kind of, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, and I mean, there's uh, there's there's infantry, there's armor for tanks and stuff. You can unlock different tanks you can buy. Recon, which is sniper, pilots. Just don't, uh, there's a parach- there's a paratrooper. And I don't even know what that's all about. Hmm. But it's so far, I've, I I just unlocked tank crewman, and that's really hard. Because pretty much as soon as you roll anywhere with a tank, there's a million freaking bazookas coming your way, like <laughs> oh, right <geez>. now. <laughs> but uh, I mean, 
it's not bad. I'm having fun. Uh, progression's a little slow, and you can't even do you can't even participate in the war until you hit like the third rank. I mean, and I've been playing it for pretty hard for the last few days, and I just got there. I don't like military war games, but I might check that out. It, it's at <laughs> least it's at least worth a check out. I, I I've been enjoying it, but I also like FPSs, and I love World War Two. So kind oh. of that romantic era of heroism, that kind of bygone age thing. Oh, cool, cool, right on, right on. I don't really have a whole lot to check out. Surprise, surprise. Been working way too much. Seems like it's that's my catchphrase for the show. I've been working way too much to check things out. But, Hashtag adult life. Yeah, right. No kidding. There's one thing I've been kind of digging into a little bit. It's a old show. A long time ago, there was a show on TV called Iron Chef. It was like a Japanese like cooking show with like a weird frame story kind of thing. And I found something that's kind of similar to it, kind of, called Game Center CX. It's a, it's a weird show where this uh this comedian this japanese comedian sits in a room and is given 24 hours to complete a classic like console game like an old nes or snes game like mario world or anything like that and uh he's really bad at it he's (laughs) really bad at it and the show's been on for like 18 seasons and he's still really bad at it and not like fake jokey you know purposely like dying and doing all this stuff he's just real bad at it and, um, you know, a lot of it's just kind of noise, but I, you know, it's, it's kind of relaxing stuff and it's, you know, I think the Japanese had to jump on the let's play. I, yeah. That's, that's really what it's kind of, <laughs> yeah. what it is. Cause I mean, a lot, you know, you get a camera of him playing it, but you also get a camera of the screen yeah. and everything. And it's kind of funny. He does man on the street things and kind of, that's where his comedy bits kind of come out and he does some stuff. In his, like, one room, he has, it's like a barren room. The whole frame is like he works for a company, and he's, like, testing games or something like that. But the frame story doesn't matter. In this room, he has a whiteboard where he writes, like, old game, like, password codes on. (laughs) And, like, his table is filled with, like, candy. Like, just piles and piles of candy that he doesn't eat. He he says it reminds him of his childhood. (laughs) And he wants to capture his his childhood innocence so he can beat the games. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's like I said it's it's goofy it's you know it's it's fluff there's really nothing it's not deep but it's just funny to watch a grown man fail miserably at contra for like <laughs> 72 like abbreviated hours hey if unless you're really unless you cheat contra is really hard yeah yeah well that's the thing that eventually if he if he can't get past the thing uh one of his uh the assistant directors comes in and kind of gets him to the next spot so he yeah. can continue with the show, you know? Oh, man. The Reno guy? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. Arena. Yeah, that's it. I actually saw a picture of him dressed as Zangief today. Really? <laughs> <laughs> on that's some, awesome. On some Street Fighter talk show. Oh, that's did awesome. Look it up. It did, did he glue, okay. did he glue yes. like, a, like a fur yes. patch on his chest? He Fantastic. did. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's good. I'll have to look that up. But yeah, so that's a, that's what we've been checking out. So let's go ahead and move into a little bit of news. Um, All right. What do we have? Well, we're still on the topic of video games, so we'll yeah, talk about video games. Keep going with that. I guess there was a play a playthrough leak of The Order 1886, which is one of the only few uh, system exclusives yeah, for, for the PlayStation, PlayStation 4. <laughs> You know a little bit more about yeah, this than I, I do, Cody. So. A YouTuber leaked it a couple days early ahead of the review embargoes. Okay, what is it about? Um, it's about an alternate reality future where the Knights of the Round Table somehow are immortal. Oh, And okay. they fight werewolves. And... It's kind of like oh. a steampunk thing. I, I didn't mean, think that they sounds were... interesting. I didn't think they were the actual Knights. I thought that was more like code names. Oh, maybe they're not the actual Knights. I don't know. So it's like that cartoon Arthur and the Knights of the Round, <laughs> where they were like that high school football team that oh, went I, back in time. I loved that cartoon. <laughs> Those toys were awesome. I know, right? It was like right up there with like Ronin Warriors. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. But more American and bad. Yeah. They're really bad. But anyway, okay. Anyway. <laughs> the An entire playthrough of the entire game leaked early onto YouTube. Mm. It revealed that the game's only about five hours long. That's not and, a lot. <laughs> and has a lot of quick time events. Oh, and it, so you're not really even scenes. playing. So, it's yeah. just you press button. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, you're always just pressing buttons, but... like <laughs> Pressing buttons in a sequence of a cinematic event. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quick time event. <laughs> and, then everybody, and then everybody got real mad that it's so short. See? Well, for $60 or so 70 So it is going to be $60. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, a tri- oh, it's, that, one, well, of those, it's one of those AAA titles. Yeah. That's so. the problem. That's the so problem was, right there. Uh, Metal Gear, the new one, how long was... 
It's like two hours. Yeah, but still. Which How one? much was that? The Phantom Pains or? No. Oh, what is it? Oh, Ground Zero. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, it. It. Yeah, that's, that's only like two hours long, but they at least they charge 30 bucks for it. Still, that's though. That's a lot. That's not a lot for, bucks for two bucks. hours, though. You, if you really want to keep playing it, though, there you can you can find stuff to do in it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's. Whereas, yeah. whereas the order seems like it's just a straight line oh, through. Oh, that's. See, yeah. I remember when it was coming out and I really wanted to play it. I thought it looked really cool. Granted, I do have a weakness for the kind of the steampunk kind of thing. It was one of the it was one of the games I was actually contemplating on if it was gonna what next gen system I was gonna pick up between the Xbox One or the PlayStation Four. And uh, this is Sony's like first big like exclusive. Well, I mean they had that infamous game, but this was their big original thing. Aside from you know uh, Uncharted. Yeah, but that's not out yet. <laughs> well, yeah, but I meant like yeah for this yeah. yeah. And this leak really really hurt him i guess <laughs> well i can believe it because yeah. man i you know i don't play a whole lot of games but i if i paid 60 dollars and would sit because i mean if i get into a game i would be able to knock that game out in an evening without a problem and if i dropped 60 bucks on it i would be pretty upset i'd be what, pretty ticked what if off. it was the best five hours you'd ever spent with a controller in well your then i would be appreciative of the time i spent but ticked off that i spent 60 dollars <laughs> for it because that's because 60 dollars for five hours that's like that's more than ten dollars an hour how much is the movie well that and how much entertainment do you get out of the movie <laughs> No, I, I think there is definitely a balance between length of a game and the and the value, but I think too much emphasis is put on in how long the game is. I think if you can craft a quality experience, you good can kind of and... yeah, good narrative. You, you can kind of fudge the price a little bit, but there's a limit to that, and I think that the order is outside of that limit. <laughs> Things like Portal, Portal's only two hours long, and I, it was part of the orange box, which was probably one of the greatest values in video gaming history, but how much would you have paid for Portal? I don't know. I, I think I got it for like 20 bucks. And it was about two hours long. Yeah. Yeah, that's about that's about the standard right there. For about 20 bucks for a really, really good two hours. Oh, and trust me, Portal is one of my, that's one of my favorite series of all time and probably one of my top favorite games of all time. I mean, I I mean, I get what Sam's saying. Like, I remember when the first God of War came out, and I beat it in an in an evening, and I was mad <laughs> that I beat it in an evening. And I was like, "Are you serious?" The only other thing I could do is play through the really really hard God mode to unlock stupid outfits of Kratos in a business suit wielding suitcases instead of swords. <laughs> that's Although that funny. sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> well, he also had like a chef's outfit too. Oh, that also sounds awesome. But either way, it was stupid. It, I was mad. It was so short. And honestly, with God of War, the story's not all that great either. No. Oh, God, no. No. And I, don't know, I haven't played The Order, so I don't know how. I can't attest to the quality of the, the story. The review embargo went up today, and the reviews went out, and they're not good. So, exactly. $60 for a short game where the story's not even that great. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a ripoff. But I think... Developers shouldn't be afraid to make a short game if that makes for a better experience. Oh sure, yeah, but you know, don't charge sixty dollars for it. That's my that's my point. Yeah. You know, it's it's just like you like you said. You know, there there's there's a good trade off between you know how good the game is and the length and w what it should cost. And this like, game just didn't hit it. Like I love the stuff that Telltale does. Oh sure, yeah, and their games are maybe at the shortest an hour and a half and at the longest Depending. two and a half to three yeah, yeah but how much do they charge for them like five bucks an episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah 20 bucks for a or 30 bucks for a season and you get five of them like and they're in the narrative is so good yeah mm -hmm. oh man oh man the walking dead game just knocks it out of the park walking dead wolf among us oh. i mean they're just Oh, I loved Wolf Among Us. That's my favorite one they've done. I think was Wolf Among Us. I loved it. I God, I loved it. Yeah. It it made me really want to read the comics, mm -hmm. which I read the first few. All right. So enough of making myself depressed with the order, and I guess <laughs> and now I'm going to get an Xbox One. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't agree with that. But <laughs> well, I know more people with Xboxes, uh, than, okay. and I do uh, online play. So well, it's rumored that Harmonix is possibly working on a Rock Band three. 
So Rock Band may rise from the ashes. <laughs> I cannot wait. Yeah. I'm just kind of hoping maybe it does like what the other, what the past rock bands did, where you could import your music over. I I wouldn't count on it. Well, I doubt it because it'll yeah. be on a next gen. It, yeah, everything, it'd be but... nice, but I I don't think they'd be able to do it. I think it's too much of a logistical nightmare. I don't know. They did it before. Yeah, but that was on the same system. This on the is same true. This is true. Network. I know, but I don't know. There's so many songs out there. <laughs> yeah. But also, I don't know. They had Beatles Rock Band, and none of the other songs imported. And the Beatles one never imported into Rock Band Two either. Yeah, that right. was a big licensing thing. Though. Yeah, this yeah. is true. This is true. I bought a lot of songs on Rock Band, but even then, I'd be so glad for it to come back that I would be okay with buying them again. <laughs> I'll admit, I've been kind of on a Rock Band embargo. I had a friend. Uh, we went to, a, and I'd go hang on his house all the time. Rock Band all night. All night. <laughs> I got so burned out on rock band, I couldn't even look at it anymore. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm, I, I, I'm still having a hard time with it. And, like, uh, Steph would be like, hey, you want to play rock band? Like, one of the few games we ever played together. And I'm like, I really don't feel like it. <laughs> and it really makes her sad because she really enjoys rock band. But she's also a lot more musically inclined than I am. I just think it's crazy how, you know, the, the whole plastic, you know, instrument you know peripheral games like rock band and and guitar hero and stuff burned red hot for like what was it like three or four years yeah and then and just... then disappeared like there's been nothing i think they had like a, a 3ds but you had to snap like a yeah. like oh, that a thing, thing is yeah. really uncomfortable i've used yeah. it it's I've, awful i've I, i've i've seen it out but i haven't used it but yeah it looks like it's just unwieldy and just it's terrible. But yeah, it was all Activision's fault. The Guitar Hero people, they oh, yeah. ran it in the ground. Yeah. They had one coming out every DJ year. DJ Hero with the turntable. Yeah, I have that. that. <laughs> you got it like super cheap. Yeah, I got it really cheap at, at GameStop. Nice. Oh, yeah, there were so many Guitar Heroes, like the Aerosmith one, the 80s, and the yeah. heavy air. Yeah. They were probably doing more than one a year at one point. Oh, yeah, yeah they, they were. were. Yeah, it they was... were just flying through them. But yeah, I but noticed they... there was only three rock bands yeah, over the whole true. time. That's well, true. there was also Lego Rock Band. Which and... is fantastic. <laughs> hey, that's how you get the Ghostbusters song. Yeah, yeah. in Crocodile Rock. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was Beatles, which I bought because I love the Beatles. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that game. Oh. And I have, the, I have the limited edition Beatles instruments. Oh, nice. They're in my closet collecting <laughs> dust. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's pretty much all you can really say about Rock Band. It's a music game where you play instruments. Though I've been really tempted to kind of maybe pick up that Rocksmith because it actually teaches you how to play a real guitar. I've heard it's good. I've heard, yeah. I've heard good works. things too. But you got to you know gotta get up the special thing, the, the jack, and actually have a guitar and all that. I guess now uh, some more Amiibo notes. So this Nintendo's, is Nintendo. Nintendo's near field communication toy, Skylander-esque toys. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, they uh, they announced that uh, one of the things that the um, the little plastic figurine things are going to do is that they're going to start unlocking demos for original NES and SNES games on the Wii U, making the uh, just one more reason to actually go out and spend your thirteen dollars on the little on the things. On little plastic Nintendo man. Yeah, um, <laughs> I actually think this is a really good idea for him. You know, I mean. One, it gives it gives something outside of you know you have to have one specific game to use these things with, and two, you know it gives a younger generation a chance to you know play some of these older games, and then you know turn around and buy the full version yeah. so they can you know play through the whole thing. That way, if they get a character, they don't know who it is. You just scan it in, and suddenly now you know who Pit is. Yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> right. I will admit, I have never played Earthbound. You should. It's a good game. You really should. Yeah. Yeah. For a long time, I didn't know who Ness was. <laughs> uh, beyond that, uh, one other thing, they've, they've announced that they're going to start putting out um, cards. Like, they're yeah. going to have a card game with the near-field communication, and they're going to... You, you, well, you told me that they're, some of the uh, rarer figurines, yeah. they're going to redistribute as uh, just cards. Yeah, that way, since they're so hard to get, you can't use them in the games that, that need them, so they'll distribute the cards which will be easier to get a hold of. Yeah. I actually think having like an actual card game that you could play with it would 
be really cool. Yeah, like Pokemon cards. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now that I'm thinking, I, of course, I or, love tabletop games. You know what? What was that um, um, Nintendo back when it was a, uh, before it was a game company? It was like a, it was oh, a Hanafuda card. Yeah. Those, yeah. What if they brought ba- that back in a, in a big bad way? Like Hanafuda near field <laughs> amiibo card, whatever's. Oh, and they've also said that the reason why amiibos have been so hard to get has a lot to do with the West Coast shipping strike. Oh, that makes makes sense. So if you're wondering why it's so hard to find them, there's your answer. It's because they're having trouble shipping them into the United States. That makes sense. That makes sense. So will that mean that once the strike is over, we're going to see a deluge of... Possibly. Huh. Although as a collector, I hope not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the as, little Max. Well, as a collector who has none and would like to collect them, I hope so. And as I don't a, want to pay $30, $40 for them. And as a player of Heroclix, I am also affected by that because it's been delaying sets that were supposed to come out this month. I'm surprised those weigh enough to... I'm surprised those weigh enough to, to be a shipping issue. Oh, yeah. Because Nintendo said... Games won't be affected because they're light and they can airmail them, but the Amiibo's way too much, and that's why they're well, getting caught up. In a in a Heroclix booster, they come five figures in a booster. Oh, that's right, and, and they, they come, come in those bricks. big bricks. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, they weigh enough. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's all we really got on uh, video games. So uh, yeah, let's let's actually move on to some um, let's move on to some movie news. What the heck? This first one is actually something that Cody you wrote down. Um, Dan Aykroyd. Uh, made a comment about uh, the new Ghostbusters reboot. Yeah, he said that the the new female-led Ghostbuster reboot by was it Paul Feig? Is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, I think that's it. Could be the open the door to a Ghostbusters three. I don't like that. It's like a traditional is the word he well, used. Ghostbusters three. No, you know what? That's icky. You know what? If anything, <laughs> if if the new Ghostbusters should be lead to anything, it's more new Ghostbusters. Yeah. You know and. I mean, if they wanted to set this in the same universe and have, you know, the originals, the remaining Ghostbusters in the background or as a secondary character, you pop up somewhere as a cameo, great. You know, whatever. But, yeah, I don't want... If if they're moving in a new direction, they need to move and they need to go whole whole hog into the new direction, you know? It's kind of desperate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the quote read kind of desperate. Well, I mean, what what has Dan Aykroyd done? Yeah. Maybe someday. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I think if the studio wanted to make a traditional Ghostbusters three, that yeah, that's what they would have did. They, they would have thrown enough money at Bill Murray to get it done. Because I mean, you know, that's what you do. <laughs> or made Wes Anderson's Ghostbusters three. Yeah, pr- pretty much, that would that would guarantee Bill Murray there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah. And again, like I said, what has Dan Aykroyd done in the last? Five, ten years. <laughs> Sold Crystal Skull Vodka. Uh, yeah. Talked about aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Say watch UFOs. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's really been about it. I mean. Do you think the Dan Aykroyd from the 80s was abducted by aliens and replaced by a different one? It would explain why he looks nothing like the Dan Aykroyd from the 80s. Yeah. He's now. a replicant. Yeah. He's, he might be two replicants at this point. <laughs> Oh, that's me. Uh, well, maybe a little bit. Well, but now you know we're what? never going to get Dan Aykroyd on the show. <laughs> oh, oh, darn. Darn. <laughs> Is it kind of weird that of, you know, of the remaining Ghostbusters that want to be involved, the guy who played Winston Zedmore has, like, done more films than, like, a lot of them? Because You're right, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, Bill Murray, he does a movie once every couple of years, and it's really just Wes Anderson films. I mean, Harold Ramis, un- you know, unfortunately, unfortunately passed away. But I mean, and, and I mean, before then, he was—he wasn't really doing a lot. He directed some episodes was, of The Office. I he's think. Direct, yeah. He directed, and he probably just kept writing. Yeah, but More I a mean, behind-the-scenes kind of guy. But I mean, the guy who played Winston, and I wish I could remember his name off the top of my head. I have his signature <laughs> in a pile over here somewhere. But he—he's—he um, pops up and shows all the time. He's been. Um, like a, a second or third string character in uh, Modern Family, the TV series. Huh. He shows up in movies all the time. He, he He's more of a working actor than the other Ghostbusters, and that's weird, I think, <laughs> to me. I don't know. But, yeah, don't do not do a tra- traditional, and, and yeah, I'm using and I, air quotes I, here. I, I, that, that right there is kind of the topper to the whole thing. Yeah. You know what? I, What's so non-traditional about this one? No, at this point, there's women no, are in it. Like that's, what? That <laughs> the, that sh- 
Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's weird just, to say. Again, it's it's a desperate guy who hasn't acted for a long time, who's been sitting on a, a script that may or may not be the scrollings of a madman. <laughs> hey, I'm digging us a hole, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> if they're, if they're going to move in the direction of this new reboot, I say just full force, you know. Yeah. Do this. Do like, this. If this is you, what you, you want to do, commit to it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have to commit. They have to commit because that's the only way this is going to work. So. And I F- want it to work. <laughs> FYI, uh, Ernie Hudson. Ernie. Yes. Yes. Doggone it. I knew Ernie Hudson. Like I said, I've met Ernie Hudson. I have his autograph in a pile over there. Why couldn't I remember Ernie Hudson? Okay. Well, anyways, uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break here, uh, play a little music, and when we come back, we'll uh, we'll talk about some more stuff. All right. Thanks. This show has been made possible by the support of businesses like IDE Computers, PC Sales, Service, and more. Delaware Avenue, Marion. Like the legend of the phoenix ends with beginnings what keeps the planet spinning ah uh, the force from the beginning
track, that was Daft Punk's Get Lucky, which is a fabulous song. Yeah, a really good song. Yeah. I mean, really no reason why we played it. Just really good song. Yeah, just a good one. Yeah. No reason this week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's one of, the, one of the best songs of last year, I would say. Yeah. Off one of the best albums from last year. Yeah. No, really, really good song. Yeah, I've, always, I've always enjoyed Daft Punk. <laughs> yeah, they're good. Oh, yeah. those crazy French guys. Those right. crazy French robots, yeah, man. French yeah. robots. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, I think we're going to jump over to a little bit of uh, TV stuff in the media. And uh, we kind of hem-hauled around about talking about this. I think we're going to go ahead and talk just real quick about it because it, it is something that pertains to all of our interests. Uh, Law & Order SVU had an episode here, um, what was it, about a week ago? Week yeah, it was a week ago. Week it was ago, last week. Uh, that uh, was their take on the uh, uh, Gamergate um, yeah. media Nightmare. nightmare. Nightmare, yeah. Yeah, it is a nightmare. It was ripped from, this time, instead of being ripped from the headlines, it's ripped from your Twitter feed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got it so wrong. I mean, I guess it could have went worse. I, I guess. It could have been. <laughs> I guess it could have been. But it, So uh, I guess we should just talk real quick about... Um, I think we've talked about Gamergate enough on this show on past episodes. The, the meat and potatoes of it is... They're female uh, uh, games journalists and creators that uh, uh, are being just viciously harassed by awful, awful human beings on the internet just because they're female games journalists and and, and developers, and, developers. Yeah. and you know it, it is a very small percentage of the internet that internet that is attacking these people, but you know the but it's a very loud, it's a very loud, and you know the. It's serious too. There's it is is incredibly serious. Death yeah. threats. And yeah, it's. It's not just. It's, it's not just you know. Oh, we're not gonna buy your game yeah. or anything like that. It's it's like serious death and like violent threats. Super of violent. Building guns. Yeah. It's. It's an absolute. Yeah. Leaked on, on the internet. People mm. have been run from their homes. Yeah. yeah. It's an absolute mar on on the uh, video game playing community. It's a it's a huge black spot on it and it's terrible and you know uh law and order svu they like to you know take things ripped from the headlines like we said yeah. and again they got it really wrong conceptually it's not a bad idea yeah but the writers of these shows never really understand video games no no so instead of go ahead and ex explain a little bit why why they got it so wrong because we've been saying it's wrong but we haven't said <laughs> why you know they they fall on the same tropes that they do every time they bring up video games in this show. Where, or Think about any time you've seen video games in a show, like maybe from five or ten years ago, where it's somebody just rattling a controller around in their hands and some like retro game sounds come out of a TV. Mm -hmm. Like That's the same type of thing that they do with these shows now, five years later. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the same uh, amount of thought they put into this episode, which is on a very serious subject in video games. Yeah, they they pretty much trivialized all video game players down to just people who can't tell reality from fantasy. Right. Which is always the angle they try to go at with these shows is that all game players are basement dwelling uh, man children. Yeah. Yeah, who you who can't do anything other than play video games and just are just not socially adjusted people. And it's always like always and it always breaks down to is violent video games make violent people. Right. Yeah, that's from from what I understand that was the main thrust of the episode that yeah. that it's the video games fault that these that you know well the the big game that they're talking about at the the beginning the big competitive shooting game that everybody likes in the fictional world of this show was called kill or be slaughtered wow wow that's bad yeah <laughs> it doesn't get any of the actual points right yeah they they went at it with all the subtlety of a sledgehammer yeah <laughs> yeah and it just it always ends up to, with some cop talking about how they need to level up to <laughs> yeah that was iced tea this time yeah yeah who knows about video games he is he's a, he's he's a video a... game fan his twitter handle is final at final level yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah it's just it's it's almost hard to discuss you know yeah it, re it really is because this is a it's a very serious threat that the show just brushed under the rug and said oh well they're just 
they're just weirdos. Yeah, they're just weird. Yeah, it's a it's a serious problem, and they just used it to sensationalize a stupid story for their dumb cop show. Yeah, but I mean, you know, part of it part of it is the writers writing towards their audience because I mean, let's face it, the people who watch Law and Order are not going to be the people who are who are in, in the know about this sort of topic enough to yeah. make a. But the thing is, those people that are the audience of Law and Order are the people who think these thing, things are true. And all they're doing is reinforcing this stereotype. Again, they're, they're playing towards their audience. Yeah. They're, they're, they want to make sure that they have a show that their audiences are going to go turn on, turn on and go, oh, I don't agree with this. I don't, <laughs> video games are saying it's a legitimate form of art. No, I don't <laughs> like that. It creates fear-mongering. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's crazy that this is happening in a time where 90% of the people have a game system in their in their back pocket. I mean, all smartphones are potentially game systems. You have in, in a time where you have, you know, your 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 candy crushes and your face and your farmvilles and everything. Guess what? That's a video game. Everything's yeah. video games. It's, you know, and it's with with the Wii and, you know, uh, more social type gaming things and um, again the Wii being used as like a exercise type you know, yeah, when they, when the they, try, when, when they the, tried that for a while. Yeah. I mean, it's it's become a, you know, a pretty normal part of society. You know, it's not it's not a fringe. It's not as yeah. much of a fringe thing. And that's actually part of the, the mentality of these these people who are in real life going after these these women um, because they want it to be more of a fringe, you know, yeah. insular. Yeah, they want their... it to be their special club. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not anymore. Yeah. But um, I think the worst part of it is the the end of the episode where uh, you were telling me the uh, the de- the female yeah. developer that's being harassed by all these guys just up and quits the game industry because it's too much. Yeah, which is the wrong message to send. That's I mean, was it Jen Frank did yeah. quit writing about games because she was being harassed? Yeah, I guess it ha- Yeah, that's the way it happened sometimes. But I, they had a chance to make a stand and say something good that maybe could have good helped. And, and intelligent yeah. about it. But all they did was make a dumb show that pandered to the fears of their audience. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much it. So uh, other TV news, <laughs> there are a couple of Cartoon Network shows that are crossing over, I guess. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about something light for, for a minute. <laughs> Steven Universe, fantastic show, is crossing over with, Uncle Grandpa, which, which is a show. cartoon on the <laughs> on the TV, yeah, which is a very polarizing cartoon on the Cartoon Network. Yes, um, I these two shows are so thematically different that I, mean, I, I can't imagine what they're gonna do. They even look completely different. Yeah, they're not even similar art style. Yeah, Steven Universe is a beautifully animated and beautifully drawn show, and uh, and Uncle Grandpa. Well, it doesn't look bad. It looks very cartoony and goofy. Yeah. I mean, come on. There's like a clip art tiger, tiger. that yeah. gets manipulated like a puppet. <laughs> it's going to be weird. Yeah. It's going to be super weird. <laughs> I mean, like we were talking before, both shows have dimensional jumping around. Yeah. I mean, it's... And I mean, it's a cartoon. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, it it's a cartoon, one, but really. it's... But well, Uncle Grandpa is almost omnipotent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's not even like a... He's everybody's uncle and grandpa. Yeah, that's, that is literally the tagline of the show. It's it's a weird show. It's an yeah. uber weird yeah. show. Yeah, and Steven Universe is very heartfelt, and it can be super serious. And, and emotional. It's, oh, yeah, emotional and really well-written. And Uncle Grandpa is a goofy... With dumb a, cartoon with show. With a talking pizza. Yeah, with a talking pizza. With sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know where they got the idea for this. I, A talking pizza with sunglasses? I have no idea that, where they got the idea for that, that either. Too, but... <laughs> no, I know. I know what you mean. I know what you well, mean. The, some of the you know writers and stuff, they seem to be pretty excited about it. Yeah, on Twitter, the one of the, the heads of Steven Universe was super stoked about it, so maybe it'll be really maybe good. They have like, a crazy good idea. Yeah. Who knows? It might be like one of the greatest things in cartoons since ever. I yeah. Don't know. I would have rather seen a uh, Steven Universe crossover with Clarence, personally. 
I'll be. I would like. I've to, never I watched guess, Clarence. I bet him and Stephen would get along. Yeah, really well. Two little chubby happy boys. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that crossover. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other than that, in TV news, I've, I I want to talk about this a little bit. I watched the Saturday Night Live 40th anniversary. Oh special. yeah, let's talk about that. Awesome. Sunday night they had the the SNL 40th anniversary, and it was a two and a half hour, almost three hour long special event celebrating 40 years of Saturday Night Live. I personally really really enjoyed it. You had all you had so many returning cast members coming back and reliving moments, musical guests. The entire audience of the studio was either past cast members or celebrities. I mean, it was a very star-studded event. Mm -hmm. Sure, as it should be. And, yeah, because it's kind of weird. I was thinking about it when I was watching. I was like, how much of a cultural icon Saturday Night Live has become? When it used to be pretty much, it was, you know, the weird little sketch comedy slash improv show on TV that was... You know, kind of made risque jokes. Sure, and it didn't even start as that. Yeah, the first the first couple episodes of it, it was really just. Well, George Carlin was the guest. Yeah, he just stood up, did stand up comedy. They had like maybe one skit and then music guest. There was huh. really not a lot to it. I mean, yeah, I mean it's it's just amazing, and how many big time you know actors that are powerhouses now or comedians that are household names now got their start. On Saturday Night Live. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just some of the best parts were like uh, auditions, <laughs> audition tapes from like past cast members that did make the cut and people who didn't make the cut that are huge names now, like mm -hmm. Zach Galifianakis and Stephen Colbert. I just, it was so good. I really enjoyed it. And I mean, you had legendary music musicians on there like. Uh, and also Kanye West. <laughs> I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to give him any kind of clout. <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there. Oh, um, <laughs> stop you right there. He's the best musical guest on the show. No, 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 absolutely not. <laughs> no, his special was, it was, his song was terrible. Yeah. Anyways, but, uh, you ahead. know, like Paul McCartney and, um, I mean, there's just so many. Paul McCartney's like the big one for me. I'm, well, I'm sure. also a big Beatles fan. He's just legendary on his, on his own. I mean, Steve Martin was there. Chevy Chase was there. Dan Aykroyd. And they they redid a they 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 did some callbacks some some sketches like uh, Mike Myers and Dana Carvey did a Wayne's World sketch. Mm -hmm. Dan Aykroyd came back and did the uh, the uh, I can't remember the name of the product now. It's a blender with for fit the the oh, bass the bass, the bass master seventy or seventy six or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, he redid that one um, awesome. and broke the blender. <laughs> You tried to use it one last time, and it just made this horrible sound. He's awesome. just sitting there kind of like pushing the button. Oh, it's so good. Uh, oh, that's great. Bill Murray. One of the most powerful um, – there were two very powerful moments in, in the special that really touched me on an emotional level. Uh, Amy Poehler and uh, Alec Baldwin were talking about Tracy Morgan, who tragically was injured in a very bad uh, – car accident a, a few months ago mm -hmm. and may never work again for possible brain damage right was it was it polar or was it um tina fey it was amy polar oh it was polar okay i think it was Pol i they're 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 always together so it's, it's really hard for me to tell <laughs> so i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure it was amy polar okay but um she she was almost crying talking about it uh, about Aww. you know wishing mm. he could have been there you know hopefully you make the 41st and stuff like that and get better I yeah. mean, that part was really emotional for me, and it was, it was really nice. And then they had a, a tribute to cast members they had lost, and yeah, and also crew members, and you know, people you don't ever see. Right, um, right, right. And that one was with big, you know, you know, some of my, you know, some of my favorite actors of all time, like Chris Farley and um, Belushi and all them, and it was, it was really, really nice. I mean, they, uh, they did a Blues Brothers sketch. I mean, it was just, yeah. <laughs> It was a really good special. I, I, I would, I would, I would uh, suggest anybody who's, who hasn't already seen it, you know, get on Hulu or whatever platform you use to watch TV or whatever, you know, go back and watch it. It's definitely a good, a good use of your two and a half hours. So, so many just, you think that all these weird catchphrases that you don't remember where they come from, they pretty much come from SNL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly. Yeah. I mean. If anything, just watch the the Jimmy Fallon and uh, 
Justin Timberlake opening because they use pretty much every catchphrase you've ever heard. <laughs> Excellent. Cool. I mean, it was I really enjoyed it yeah. so much. But well, uh, that's pretty I've, much I've been meaning to go back and and watch that. Um, and yeah, I'm sold. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't gonna watch it, but now I think I will. <laughs> <laughs> it's SNL. You you really honestly can't go wrong. If you have a favorite series, favorite season, or favorite cast or group that was on SNL, they're pretty much represented. What even the uh, season with um, um, Robert Downey Jr. and Randy Quaid? They do mention them. Oh, well, that's good. Hey, I mean, at least they got a mention. You know, that's and, and there was the running gag that John Lovitz was dead. <laughs> and every time they they mentioned the joke, they would cut to the crowd where he's sitting there and he's just got this look on his face like. Why? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, I, like sometimes I forget some people were at, were connected to uh, to SNL. I mean, Opera Man or Opera Man came back. Opera Man. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, 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 oh man. Um, Edward Norton played Stefan. <laughs> Whoa, you're kidding me? No, it was great. He said they're trying to do it, and he covered his face, and then the real Stefan came on. He goes, no, 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 you don't cover your face. You create a teepee for your secrets. <laughs> I literally was rolling on the couch. I was laughing so hard. Stefan is probably one of the best modern SNL characters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. They, oh, they also had a um, – Andy Samberg and Adam Sandler had a, had a music video, and it was basically all about all the times that people um, – lost their composure and were just laughing in the middle of a sketch because they just couldn't help it. Was it just a montage of uh, Jimmy Fallon and Horatio Sands? That was a lot of it. It's nice. like, here's another one with Jimmy and Horatio and another with Jimmy and Horatio. It's just like a big long string of them. Oh, that's awesome. Did that's they awesome. do the little Christmas song that I wish it was Christmas today? No. Well, Tracy Morgan was a part of that group. Oh, that's so they probably right. oh, they probably refrained from that. Darn it. Which probably means they didn't do any Brian Fellows. They there uh, was a clip. There, there was, was a, a Brian Fellows Brian clip. Fellows. Okay. It had like a parrot, and he's like, you know, oh, I taught my parrot a trick. He goes, I'm Brian, I'm Brian Fellows. Fellows. That bird's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> the sketches are so good. I do like I, the one thing I I really they did one of my least favorite sketches, and that was the the Californians. No, not a clue. I don't remember uh, that one. That's the one where um that's that's the particular sketch where Betty White made out with. Uh, Bradley Cooper. Okay, I do know that. Yeah. Okay, I've, I heard. I heard that happen. I hate that sketch. I really do. Um, it, people talking with really bad surfer accents mm. and talking about all these stupid highways near L.A. and stuff. Okay. It's just a. I. I really. It's and the sketch is super long. Of course it well, is. Sure. And I, <laughs> <laughs> there was a really funny with Louis C.K. and he was, and he was introducing uh the all the pre-recorded digital clips and stuff like that. He goes honestly, the sketches are stupid. The best part of the show was the pre-recorded stuff. I don't even know why they why they just why they didn't do the sketches. It's like you know, SNL's been on for forty years. They've had seventeen sketches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was it was just really just watch it. That's all I can really say. Just just watch it and just soak in all the nostalgia. But that's pretty much oh, all I've really well, very got. Cool, on that very cool. Very cool. Well, um, you know, we got to just maybe one or two more things here real quick and before we get out of here, because we're getting close on time, guys. Um, yeah, uh, let's do a quick comics thing. An old uh, Nickelodeon cartoon, an old cult Nickelodeon cult, cartoon, yeah. uh, Invader Zim, which was popular when we were in high school, like way popular. And <laughs> I guess technically is still popular because you can buy the merchandise at Hot Topics. Still to this day. Although yeah. I... I guarantee uh 90% of the people who buy it now do not know what it is probably not <laughs> anyway uh it's getting a new comic maybe sort maybe. It, it's rumored uh it's pretty certain though yeah i mean jonah vasquez has always been teasing on twitter and stuff about a invader zim rebirth of some of some proportion and it's generally always just a haha it got canceled and it's not coming back yeah i was i always took that as he's trolling oh yeah that's what he that's what, that's he, what does. he does yeah yeah but this time oni press released an image the background in traditional zim purple zim font that says doom is coming oh okay well there you go so yeah it sounds like we're getting a zim comic yeah you know which is fine but i want jonan to write it yeah if jonan vasquez isn't involved then it's not worth yeah 
Worth I mean, it. I mean, it's one. Okay, Invader Zim was one of those cartoons that honestly should not have been on Nickelodeon. You know, <laughs> it's really because it is. It was really too much for Nickelodeon. I loved it, but also yeah. I love I love Jonah Vasquez's work. Yeah. Um, I, it's just really weird how it even got started. A woman <laughs> at Nickelodeon read his second comic, Squee, which was a sequel to Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Which uh, his comics were very mean-spirited oh, incredibly yes. mean-spirited and, and re- super super violent dark and, yeah, yeah rough stuff I, I mean, mean S- you know Squee, for the time it was yeah, entertaining yeah. but yeah Squee is just a, a kid that gets traumatized by horrible things it's All basically the his the gist of that comic but yeah, yeah somebody at Nickelodeon saw that and said let's give this guy a show <laughs> yeah it's it's safe to say that the show was way ahead of its time. Oh yeah, because yeah. you know what? If the show came out now and was on Cartoon Network, it would fit right in with yeah with the stuff they're like putting out now. Like Venture Brothers, yeah, and, you know stuff it like would. that. Well, not even that, but I mean like Adventure Time. Think like, of Adventure how 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 weird Adventure Time gets. Think about a regular show, which is I mean they're you know they're animals, but they're basically people. They're basically just a couple of burnouts yeah. just wandering around doing having wacky adventures. I mean, and that's on primetime kids television. This is true. And so was Invader Zim. It's yeah. In it's a day on Nickelodeon. It, for the two and a half seasons two three seasons? Two three and a half seasons. seasons. No, three. 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 three seasons that it was on. But I think the third season might have been a little Truncated. shorter. Truncated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. there's dialogue recorded from episodes that never got produced. Yeah. But so. uh oh God, man. I I loved Invader Sim so oh, much. Yeah. yeah, it was. If it is, if it is what it is, and it's the way that that I want it, I'll pick them up. I got it. I'm I'm sure Janet would be involved. I don't think they would do it without him. I think anybody that would get the rights would be they smart would be enough. Fools to yeah. yeah. Besides the fact him. that would, that would just incur his wrath. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it would be awesome if he was going to draw it, but I wouldn't bet on that because no. he's working on a pitch for Disney right now. I think it's. It's a show called A Very Important House. Hmm. Hmm. But he, he's working on a Disney show right now. But So I don't see him drawing it. Although he's been teasing that he's been thinking about getting back into comics, too. Oh, well, there you go. So I'm sure he'll be involved in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Oh, he'll probably write and somebody else will draw. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's been... He's been he writes... Uh, I think he writes uh, Adventure Time episodes from time to time. and Does he? Yes. Once in a while, I see yeah. his name Every pop once up, in a while. and it always huh. surprises me. I know you wrote a, a Bravest Warriors episode too. Oh yeah, he did. He did. It was really good too. Yeah, it was also really dark. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not the biggest Bravest Warriors fan, but I like that episode a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I always kind of lumped him in a little bit with Ben Edlin, the guy who made The Tick, because if you look at his credits post The Tick. He pops up. His name pops up on stuff all the time. He wrote a half dozen episodes of uh, uh, Firefly. Yeah, and huh. I mean he's yeah. I mean he went on and he just became a, a real kind of a jobber, um, you know, television script writer. But you know he had this. He had a big, huge comic hit, a big indie comic hit that became a cartoon and w- burned red hot for a while and then disappeared. And then he just kind of you know did and did whatever. And I. I, I kind of lump him in the same with yeah, Evan, Evan Dorkin's kind of that way. Kind of that too. way too. Yeah, Dorkin really does more more with comics, but yeah. yes, yeah, but the, he, the, he the milk wrote, and cheese. He, yeah, he did some stuff. Space Ghost. He, he did, did the Adult Swim dub of Shin Chan. Mm-hmm. Um, he almost had that Elting Eltingville Club show. Yeah, he did have that pilot. I like yeah. that pilot. That's an excellent pilot. Yeah. I wish it would have got more episodes. Yeah, although did they did do a a, a, a one shot a while back of the Eltingville Club. Huh. Uh, a couple years ago, yeah. I should look that up. Yeah, but no, it's um, yeah. I mean, this is good news. This is this is cool stuff. Um, you know what? I think we're getting pretty close to time here, so let's just go ahead and uh, wrap it up for the day. Um, you've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can find all of our stuff over at nerdoverload.com. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash nerdoverload website. Is that what we're? Uh, what yeah, is? I think so. Yeah, uh, we're on Twitter at nerd underscore overload. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at uh, N-O-Cody-P. I've said it wrong on all the other episodes of the show, it turns out. <laughs> so it's at N-O-Cody-P. All right. <laughs> and I'm Bearded Midgetor. And, uh, yeah, I'm at uh, Robot Caveman. Still barely use it, but, you know, what the heck, check it out. Also, a uh, little bit of s- special news. This weekend... Oh, yes! Yes, yes, yes! Good point. Yes. This weekend... 
is the uh, Wizard World Cleveland Comic Convention, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time you hear this special, it may have already passed or you may not have time, but we will be posting pictures from the convention uh, on our website. Yes. And they do come to Columbus, and I believe they're coming to, S- to Columbus this September. End yeah. of September, yeah. Which is it's my birthday weekend, actually. Yeah, it's, you know what? Same here, actually, I believe. Yeah. That's right, yeah. But, yeah. Um, birthday twins. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> but yeah, um, if you're, you know, if you end up up that way, um, you know, stop by, say hi. What the heck? And that you know, there's going to be so many good guests oh, there. Oh man, yeah. I mean, if you're a Doctor Who fan, Karen Gillian's going to be there. Uh, Shatner is scheduled in, in theory. <laughs> in theory, scheduled to be there. Uh, uh, Wizard World staples Lou Ferrigno and Jason David Frank will be in attendance. Yep. Um, uh, Bruce Campbell. Yeah. If you're uh, if you're into you know indie movies with awesome actors, his panels are awesome. His panel, we saw his panel last November, and it was like one of the best things we it saw. Was, it was amazing. It was it was absolutely. Amazing. But yo, you know, check them out. You know, Wizard World. You know, you you could they have shows all across the country. But it will definitely have a huge photo gallery. Yeah, probably definitely. by the end of this weekend. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, definitely watch the website and, for that. And we'll have sure. plenty of stories to tell you next week. Yeah. I'm oh sure. yeah. Definitely. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, so hey, until next week, thanks for listening. Thanks. This show has been brought to you by IDE Computers. 